Anyway, I've been sensing something for weeks. What? Pure evil. You mean those white things? Yes, exactly. That's what they are. Old and ancient and evil. And we really ought to get going out of this forest before they come back. But you said you couldn't remember. Look! What? Over there! Through the trees! Something's moving! Jacobs! Gelva, teleport! Teleport now! Come on! To shout. Thanks for that, uh, Gelber. We were nearly cooked geese. Uh, Pelly and Khadija, you look great. You should really try this self-harm stuff more often. Uh, thanks? Gelva, don't be disgusting. Uh, sorry, Commander, but it's either that or I start screaming with mortal terror. <laughs> y- you see, I managed to recalibrate the outside sensors so they work on vision only. I thought maybe those white thingamajigs might be easier to see than pick up body heat or movement and... Well, just look for yourself. Uh, computer, punch up outside vision. Confirmed. Oh, Lee, there's even more of them. See, Commander, I told you they were coming for us. There must be hundreds of those things. Burrowing out the ground and climbing down from trees. Uh, Computer, 360-degree scan. We're surrounded. Computer, how many are there? The visual input is at variance with 300 separate scanning devices that show no collective activity outside the Phoenix. Don't you think that might be something of a design flaw? Confirmed. This unit is the most useless computer system ever. There might be a thousand of those things out there, and they're just the ones we can see. According to others, they mainly live underground, so even a non-useless computer system couldn't guess how many more are on the way. Well, why haven't we taken off? Because we can't. Look, that energy field, blue light, whatever it was, killed all the plants and animals outside. Give or take people capable of pleasant conversation. I thought that was why the tertiary drive had shut down. And, well, maybe I'm right about that. But it's got worse. It killed off the damage area and all the sectional energy cells have gone flat. Ridiculous. They have a half-life of 500 years. And similar things were screamed by me at the computer when I found out. The damage, the energy drain, whatever it was, has spread over half the ship. That half is dead, and it's going to stay that way. Information. Internal sensors detect the first stages of molecular decay in the keel section. There is a 72% probability that structural integrity will collapse if decay continues at present rate. Oh, great. Uh, Power levels? Energy capacity is at 23% and dropping. What about the emergency backup systems? Switch them in. I did that an hour ago. Why do you think the lights are still working? How long will they last? 62 minutes and 26 seconds. Reducing. 
So we've got an hour before the entire Phoenix shuts down, and it's already starting to come apart at the seams, leaving us trapped light years from any civilization on a planet teeming with homicidal ancient evil monsters. Pretty much. I might have an idea. You want to hear it? Look, Doctor, if you're understanding any of this, feel free to share. I apologize, Sinto. I believed I was making things clear enough. Well, it's not too complicated, Maurice. From what Amber has been telling us, her people were the victims of the fledgling empires, the dominant races of the universe back in the early days. Well, the very early days. The earliest days, in fact. Yes, because they were more imaginative and ingenious than all the other empires. I understand that. Their paranoia turned them against us. Because we are peaceful, they had no evidence that we would overthrow them. But ultimately, their fear and hatred consumed them. We sued for peace. And you got it. Only once most of our race had been slaughtered. Only when all of our technology was ruined. The empires decided then that they could afford to be generous. That is where I got lost. I mean, is this supposed to be a prison? Yes, an eternal prison. We have been caged within it for longer than your home planet has existed. But it's... It's beautiful. All the terraformer teams in West Galaxy could slave away for a century and not get anything half as good as this. The sand, the sea, the vegetation, the animals. This floating city of gold. All of it. Is, it's amazing. And you call it just generous? I think the glamour fades after the first few eons, Maurice. A gilded cage is still a cage. At first, we too considered the luxury of our surroundings recompense. But we cannot leave or explore, or develop in any way. To you, this island may be paradise. But to us, it's a mockery. Mocking us with what we cannot have. All right, that's logical, I admit. But I still don't understand how this can be inside Jacob's disc, something that doesn't even exist for half the time. Well, that's because the prison functions on the out-of-mind, out-of-sight principle. A quantum lock, it slams into existence the moment it's perceived from the outside by any living thing. That's why it seems to fade in and out of existence. But that doesn't make sense. The disk is an intergalactic void, or at least it is now. There must have been a million years between the Chaithene being trapped here and the first space-faring species even getting into orbit. There would have been countless opportunities for you to escape when there was no one around to perceive the prison walls, surely. Which is why the Empire's created a guard to watch over us permanently. That'll be the convenient blue-green planetoid you've been living on. But the planet isn't alive, is it? Those white things with the big heads and no eyes most definitely are. Yes, the Corruptors. They are our guards. Life forms engineered with infinite lifespans. As long as the disc, as you call it, is in existence, they will live. As long as they live, they perceive the disc. And as long as they perceive the disc, we are trapped. Well, they seemed dormant when the humans arrived. They most likely were. They slumber for millennia, but the instant we so much as consider escape, the disc revives them and they awake to bring the indestructible shell into existence. You know, that's very clever, but rather stupid. Mm, it is the truth. Yes, but it's hardly efficient. Indeed. Why go to all the trouble of setting up this trigger switch? Why not just activate the shell and leave it activated? The same reason our surroundings are so magnificent. The room of the fledgling empires. Sadistic. Perhaps. We are beyond recriminations now. Quite. Is the whole world like this? Tropical islands? No. This section of our realm is sculpted to help newcomers like yourself recover from transfer shock. 
The other selections differ considerably. How exactly did you sculpt it? By willpower. We have had an eternity to adjust the landscapes to our desires. More generosity on the part of our captors. It must have some compensation, though, being able to reshape your environment with a thought. A distraction. One that fades away all too quickly. This is our prison. I've been in quite a few prisons, you know. And the thing about prisons, though, I've noticed is that the jailers always give you a window to the outside universe if they can. Otherwise, you don't get reminded of your captivity. Now, after eons in paradise like this, you'd be forgiven for forgetting there was ever an outside universe. And your point is, Doctor? Where did the fledgling empires put your window, Amber? You are incredibly astute, Doctor. Yes, I am. Not much of a deduction, though. If you were completely sealed off, how could you have brought us here? Or did the fledgling empires give you visiting hours? We used the transfer scoop to bring you to our realm. Would you like to see it for yourselves? If we may. This walkway will lead us to it. Yes, Amber, I'd love to see this transfer scoop of yours as well. It must be a remarkable device. It is. Something capable of teleporting people and objects from the outside universe into Jacob's disc. There must be a very good reason why you can't simply do the opposite and teleport yourselves back out. I wonder what that is. That you will soon discover, Doctor. Goody. I love explanations. Explanation time. Better make it quick then, Doctor. I know, Alexis. I can see the screens too. And you can see all those monsters out there? Because I'll be honest, that's the most important bit as far as I'm concerned. You don't know the half. Well, that's what you're here to tell us, remember? Right. Facts. That blue light consumed a patch of forest and also part of the ship. Since then, said patches have to all intents and purposes died. The trees are rotting and the ship is breaking down. The corruptors are- The what? Corruptors. Big white monsters. You'll notice they're increasing numbers on all the scanner monitors that are still working. How do you know what they're called? I'm clever. The name isn't important. They generate the field that kills things, right? Kills everything in that field. Now, think about that, okay? Think it through. How the hell have these things lived this long if they irreplaceably destroy whole patches of the planet to catch food? By now, this planet would be a desert and they'd all have starved, right? Right, so you're saying that these things don't use their fields much? No, that's not what I'm saying. Then what are you saying? We can be impressed when we've got out of this alive. I think I see what he means. Do you? This planet, whatever it is that we're on, it's natural, it's artificial. It terraforms itself somehow. Resembles an environment suitable for people to visit. The forest's rivers and oxygen wouldn't appeal to anyone from Arcturus, would they? Why should it? Everyone knows us oxygen-breathing humanoids are the majority in this big old cosmos. Which is why this planet was designed to appeal to the majority. What? Am I missing something here? This planet was put here deliberately. It shaped itself deliberately when you came here. It's a trap. The whole planet. It made itself nice and safe and dull, and the moment you people stopped being suspicious, the Corruptors woke up and started killing. When we're all dead, they'll go back to ground. The planet will reset itself, so when the next explorers arrive, it'll be a pleasant little spot for them to arrive and let their guards down. A honey trap. The very same. So you're saying these monsters... Corruptors. ...are assassins to get rid of any witnesses? What are we supposed to have witnessed? We haven't seen anything that countless explorers and tourists have seen, and no pallid, undead monsters went after them. 
Who cares about them? It's us who's in trouble. Doctor! Besides, we might not have witnessed it yet. It could be a preemptive strike before we discover what it is they want to keep hidden. So we've been here long enough to discover something even if we don't realize it ourselves. Exactly. Odd how we discovered more after these corruptors turned up. Shut up, LJ! It's not helping! Wow. You actually have emotions. I'm impressed. You want impressing? I'm more than willing to impress you. I think he's talking about physical violence there, LJ. Yeah, thanks for that, Alexis. I've had enough to deal with today without having to put up with alcoholic rejects like you mouthing off about what you're too stupid to understand. Stop it, the lot of you. Well, now we've worked out a motive for these things killing us. How does that help us avoid that fate? Oh, well, that does sound like a smart plan. <sighs> Sorry, it's normally not like this. Emma, when one of those things puts you through Caribbean blue torture, you can get sanctimonious then, okay? Now, the Corruptors want to kill us. We do not want to die. Diametrically opposed viewpoints there, I think you'll agree. Ergo, we leave the planet. How? The ship's moribund. Moribund? Mechanically speaking, anyway. Fine, you come with Emma and me and the... the... the way we got here. You mean the TARDIS? TARDIS? Yeah, the TARDIS. How the Jacobs could I have forgotten that? Yes, you, Gelva. Scan for the TARDIS, lock on the teleport coordinates, we can nip straight there, get inside, and Bob's your auntie's living lover. What's a TARDIS when it's at home? Well, it's... nice. It's a big blue box with windows and... Look, I hate to put a dampener on this plan, and believe me, I really hate to because I just love being alive, but the power levels are lower than our chance of surviving the teleport transfer. We'll be lucky to get one person there, and that would be all. The rest of us stuck in here, surrounded by the army of the dam. No trouble. Send me, I'll get into the TARDIS and pilot it here. What, inside the Phoenix? Of course, TARDISes can do that. And how do you know, Khadijah? Doctor, uh, are you sure about this? Come on, Emma, you think I, the honest doctor, would just up and desert you? Well, I do. And me. Me too. And me. I'd prefer another option, if I'm honest. Well, if there are any, feel free to point them out. Thought not. What is that noise? The Corruptors. They're trying to cut into the hall. I hate this. I really, really hate this. This particular balcony gives you the best overall view of the transfer scoop I think you'll find. That's the transfer scoop? Yes. It's huge! It's the size of one of those islands! That's a bit larger, actually. I'd say it's pushing the definition of continent. Except for the fact that it's floating in the sky well above the ocean. How is it kept in the air? Negative gravity pulses? Something along those lines. And the same with those other platforms, the two angled and facing the main platform. What are they? Energy projectors? Of a sort. But the scale. The machinery's bigger than a city. The scale is needed. I see what you mean. Here, Maurice, look through this. What is it? It's a telescope. Just look through. You see what those bits of land are? It's the meadow where we landed the phoenix. It's even got the phoenix there. But only part of the hull. You've torn out chunks of the planet's surface and teleported it here. Is that it, Amper? Not quite. Where did you get this technology from? Adapted from the original devices left to us by the founding empires. We refashioned them with the intention of escaping. Carving the soap into the shape of a gun? More complicated, but the same course of action. Except you have no guards to threaten. You have to dig your way out. Or did you carve the soap into the shape of a shovel? Most amusing, Doctor. 
This balcony on which we stand contains the main focusing controls for the transverse scoop, as you can see. What was it for? Uh, originally, I mean, before you turned it into a massive teleportation bay. Some sort of glorified television, I shouldn't wonder. A window to the outside universe. After all, Maurice, it's not really punishment if you don't know what you're missing. Quite. So, over the eons, you've converted this scanner into a teleport. A passive technology into a proactive one. One way into two way. Correct. With no outside input. Without being able to adapt technology on both sides of the disk? I find that hard to believe. You can't unlock a door from the other side without any access, can you? Doctor, if you wish for a detailed explanation for how the scoop works, I can tell you at length. If it's a teleport, there can be only one way it works. No matter how it functions or what power you put into it, it's a test-your-skill machine. You send the claw to grab the subject, move the subject from A to B, and release. Whether you use Aquitar, Quantum Shift, Wormholes, Hyperspace, or Psychic Power, the principle must be the same. But if Jacob's disk is sealed off completely, then the teleport beam can't break through to the outside universe. Yes. If the claw can't reach any subject, it can't move them anywhere. Ergo, the transfer scoop cannot work. Then how can you both be there? Ah. Oh, well now what? The emergency lighting's starting to run out as well. How long before we lose power completely? I don't know. The computer shut down. The most useless computer system ever. Dying as it lived. Oh, that's really lightened the mood. Pity it couldn't lighten the room, too. Look, we can't stay here much longer. We need to get to the TARDIS. It's not that far away. How? Open the airlock and try to sneak past the corruptors? Why not? Because they want to kill us and they're very goal-orientated. That's why. All we need is a distraction. How the Jacobs are we going to distract hordes of monsters? Give them what they want. Oh no, I do not like where this is going. I'm not going to sacrifice myself. I'm a union rep. You can't pull this on me. No, but if we open the airlock, the corruptors will stop trying to cut through the hall and head straight through the door. Whereupon they find us and kill us in horrible ways. Not if we drop the emergency bulkheads. Let them in and trap them? That could work. Then again, it could not work. These things, as I'm sure LJ has bored you all rigid, can cut through the hull. At best, the dozen or so trapped will just scratch their way out. Well, it doesn't have to hold them forever, just long enough for us to sneak out. Um, dearest sweetheart, there are more corruptors out there that would fit in this ship, let alone some trick cell we conjure up. No matter how many we can sneak by, there's still a hundred more right outside. Then we don't go right outside. Then what do we do? Stay here? We sneak out the back way. What back way? Of course. That leads into the cavern, and since the Corruptors burrowed out of there, there are tunnels leading to the surface. And the TARDIS. The Corruptors might still be there, just waiting for us? Oh, I doubt it. Not, not many, at any rate. It's not a big open space where they can attack us en masse. Yeah, what have we got for weapons? Weapons? We might be able to improvise a few blunt instruments. Then improvise away. Nowish. There's a neural dampener in the medical unit. I don't know if these things have a central nervous system to anesthetize, but it might slow them down. Go and get it. We need to head down to the damaged area before the last of the power fails. You heard the man. Come on, move. At this rate, we won't have any light to see. Hey, wait up! Gelva, drop the shields and open the airlock. I'm doing it. Doing it! Don't you dare go off without me or the Union will never hear the end of it. Come on, Gelver, move! Oh, see how funny it is when you're getting left behind.
So, why did you leave the others behind and only collect the two of us? More to the point, how did you know how to collect us at all? Is your window on reality that specific? Of course. We saw the Corruptors were about to revive and had to act. Yes, I was wondering about that. The Corruptors seemed to only revive after you started using the scoop. As you said, Doctor. Seemed. Well, if you say so. And your people couldn't just have warned us about the Corruptors, I presume? Because of the disc sealing you in? Of course not, Sinto. And even if we could, would you have listened? I'm listening now, aren't I? We attempted to scoop up your ship, the Phoenix. But the coordinates were not exact. Only part of your group was transferred. Please. Quite. When we understood the situation, we attempted a second time. We only collected part of your ship, and of course the two of you. Third time lucky. That is our intention. It takes two of what you term ours for the transfer scoop systems to charge up sufficiently to be used. That time is rapidly approaching. And when you bring the Phoenix here, what about the Corruptors? Won't they be brought here as well? It is unlikely. We will sense the vibrations from the scoop and flee. Like our friend in the cavern. They seem very clever for mindless brutes. After the eternity spent on that world, it is quite possible that they have evolved and achieved sentience. Then we must be able to communicate with them. Not from here. And their actions show that. No matter how intelligent they have become, their programming remains fast. They will leave no survivors on that planet. If we wish for your comrades to survive, they must be brought here. And then what? This realm is large enough for them to occupy thus. We stay here, with you, forever? It may seem selfish to want others to share our imprisonment, but surely it would be more callous to let those others die if there was another alternative. Unless, of course, the doctor has some alternative option. Funny you should mention it. What idea was it to shut the door after we went to all the trouble of opening it? Yours, remember? So it was. You have to rub it in, don't you? Okay, it's all clear. What did I tell you? Last place they'd be expecting. Congratulations can wait. Come on. Yeah. Hanging around in pitch darkness while an army of monsters eat their way through emergency bulkheads is definitely not going to be the next big fashionable trend. So start a new one where you go through the hull breach into the bare rock and climb the loose dirt tunnels to the surface. The sooner the better. You see, Alexis? When I'm long-winded and sarcastic, it's funny. Not really, LJ. Come on. In there? Are you sure about this? Well, you're welcome to stay here and take your chances. I'm going right off you, sweetheart. I hope you're aware of this. I'm already taken. Stop gossiping, you two, and get in here. I'm so happy for you both. Oh, shut up. Anyone hear that? Afraid so. Just keep moving. Very gently. Okay. LJ! Jiggins! Ah! 
LJ! Leave him! He's finished! Get your filthy claws off his head, you scum! Oh, those are gonna be my last words, aren't they? Ah! Run for it! Go! There's nothing you can do except die with him, so move! Ah! Up the tunnel! Come on, move! It's falling apart. So move quicker. Come on! Move, 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 move! Come on, girl, you can do it. Give me a hand. I think... I think they're right behind us. Oh, don't worry, the TARDIS, TARDIS is just over there. It really is a blue box. You have got to be kidding me. Oh, come on. That's just not fair. They whirled ahead of us. And now they're between us and the TARDIS. No option, we're just gonna have to rush it and take it from there. So, there's no option of negotiation then? They're corruptors. Pure evil, Alexis. The only way they'll let us go is when we're all dead, like the others. Nevertheless, they do seem to have the upper hand. There's only three of them. Plus all the ones in the treetops overhead, Emma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I miss those. Obviously. If they drop from those trees, it's all over. Right. If any of us want to get out of here alive, we have to make a break for the TARDIS. It's do or die, right? Right? Right. On five. One. Two. Four. They didn't wait. Doctor, it's on my back! Get off her! Get it off! Doctor, get it off! You hear me? Get been listening to Doctor Who, Caribbean Blue, Episode 4, written by Ewan Campion Clark. Featured in the cast were David Alt as The Doctor, M. Sierra Garcia as Emma Collins, Bernadetta M. Groves as K.Z. Blin, Al Asioch as Pauline Khadija and The Computer, Brian Bedard as Alexis Macdon, Jim Hamilton as Semto Maurice. Michael Roberts as L.J. Lubins, Ari Baranofsky as Gelver Kaufney, Ronnie Rowland as Dio, M.J. Cogburn as Amber, directed by M.J. Cogburn, music by Murray Gold and Kevin McLeod, production and sound design by M.J. Cogburn. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web at www.darkerprojects.com.